0: Well, thank you so much for the invite, Illuminate Church. uh, My name is David Murphy, as Pastor Tim has just said, and what an honor to be able to join you this weekend. Thank you for the invite, for the click, for inviting us into wherever you're watching. Today, I want to tackle the question, what happens in the long run when we take God and His Word seriously? What happens in the long run when we take God and His Word seriously? In today's world, everything has to be now. And if you don't understand some of my words or my accent, don't worry about it. I promise I'm not swearing, so don't sh- send him an email or chat an email, okay, don't, don't send him an email. But everybody wants things now. I mean, one of my observations in the States, and now I've lived here for nearly 10 years, is like everything is drive through Everything is instant. You know, we go to the bank, drive through We pick up our clothes, drive through We get our food, drive through I want my Chick-fil-A now. And, we, and that has infiltrated the way we do life, even our spiritual walk. I want to be a good dad today. I want to have a strong marriage now. I want to have my, my kids to be growing up and loving God now. I want to have my finances in order now. Everything is fast. And sometimes, many times, we, we even are tempted to take shortcuts thinking, thinking that that's going to get us to the destination quickly. And that's not the way it works. It may look impressive in the short term, but not for the long term. Let me give you an illustration. Um, when I was younger, my parents sent me to learn how to play the piano. Music classes. And I had to do scales. And I would sit there and have to do my scales. And my scales were so that I would learn the basics of the piano playing and reading music. At the same time, I was learning to play one of Beethoven's songs. You may, wow, para-eliste. Yes, I'm singing to a bunch of people I do not see. And you know what? What happened was I spent more time focusing on that song, which was beautiful and impressive and less time on my skills. When I sat beside a piano, guess what I did? I played the... Why? Because people were impressed. And people said, wow, that's good. That's nice. That's beautiful. And over time, I stopped doing my skills. I stopped doing the basics. And then stopped doing the basic In the short term, I got a lot of credit. But in the long term, you know what? I I don't play the piano anymore. Actually, that ability that I had as a child, I don't... it's wasted. For the long term, I wasn't able to be a blessing because I was sh- focusing on the short term credit. It was great for my ego, but it was terrible for the long term. In the passage that we're gonna look at today, uh, many of us may do the same in my spiritual walk, with my marriage, with my parenting, with my finances. I may want that short term uh, ability or gain quickly, but it has a, there's no long-term, long-term consequences. I'm going to look, we're going to look at a collection of writings, poems, if you say, that have been gathered by different authors that are very expressive in the emotional, different stages of the emotional life of people. You know, you've got these different people coming together, whether it be joyful or angry, annoyed or happy. These are being written, these poems, these songs are songs of praise and lament and pilgrimage and coronations and battles. They give us an insight into how God relates to people and how, uh, who God is and what he's done. We call them, as we brought them together, under one book called the Book of Psalms or the Book of Psalms. Psalms. It's in the Old Testament. Uh, in Spanish, it's Salmo. In English, it's Psalm. In American, it's Book of Psalms. I think that's the way it's said. But anyway, Psalm, chap- Psalm 1. Psalm 1. P-S-A-L-M-1. <laughs> this accent thing is going to be hilarious. Okay, I know you're all having a wee chuckle. Hearts, thumb. Okay, we're going to read Psalm chapter 1. And then read Psalm chapter one. I'm gonna read it from the New American Standard. The New American Standard Bible, I'm just gonna read it through. Then I'm gonna look, we're gonna have, we're gonna, I want you to notice, observe. Two different types of people with two different lifestyles and then two different outcomes. Two different types of people with two different lifestyles and two different outcomes. So let me read it together. Psalm, pah Psalm, chapter one, or one. How blessed is the man Are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Did you see it? Two different people with two different lifestyles and two different outcomes. So let me look at the one person first. We talked about the blessed person. Actually, that verse in chapter one, uh, blessed is in our translation. It could be another translation, it could be happy. The problem with our English word happy, happy is determined in our circumstances in the English. And that's why the translators use blessed. Because even in terrible situations, you can still be blessed. Because from God's perspective, it's a blessing. So here we are, blessed is the person, actually it's not a specific, it's gender neutral. Blessed is the person who does not allow three things, but does two things. Okay, this is not a formula, this is a lifestyle. Who does not, notice, walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the path of sinners, sit on the seat of scoffers. Now see the word wicked, sinners, scoffers, all those are people who deny, don't care, make light, ignore God's direction. Okay, terms that are used for people who do not care about what God says and God's ways. Okay, so a blessed person is someone who does not walk, sit, uh, walk, stand, sit. Now, notice the sequence. You're walking, you're walking, then after a while you're entertaining this influence then before you know it you're standing and you're talking to this influence that by the way doesn't honor god denies god doesn't makes fun of god makes light of god and before you know it you are sitting and you're sitting having communion with people who don't care about God's ways. Did you, did you see the sequence of events? It's not from night to day. It's over a period of time, or by the way, it's a period of time of influence. It's the walking, the standing, the sitting. The, the process is a progressive deterioration depending on the time. Now, in the short term, oh, I'm okay. But in the long term, it can have devastating effects. Uh, some of you are sitting that yeah, but david we're called to be salt and light. And it's true. We are to be salt and light. The New Testament tells us that. But salt influences, light influences. The question here is, are we allowing people, situations in our life, are we walking with influences? Are we stopping entertaining influences, talk, standing, and then are we end up sitting And the very things that we at once did not want to deal with, at once we did not influence us, at once they were not in part of our life. Now we're sitting with them, having fellowship with them. Let me talk briefly to maybe some You may have clicked onto this, maybe someone has invited you, so church, you've shared it, and one of your friends may be sitting there bored and they just click and open up and you're listening to this guy with a funny accent. And maybe today, this passage is a visible representation of what your life has been. You once walked with God, you once were influenced by his word, but over time, whether it be in high school, whether it be in college, you allowed yourself to be influenced. You walked with, with people who did not care, denied, laughed at the things of God. And before you knew it, you, st- you were standing there entertaining it. And lastly, then, now, right now, you're actually sitting. And the things that you once loved about God, the life that he had called you to, now it's nowhere. You're actually cold in the things of God. I, I, I want to call you and remind you of what God has done. Um, maybe it was in high school, maybe it was in college, maybe you're going through it right now. You've allowed this influence of what the Bible says of the wicked, the sinners, the mockers, people who do not care about God, ignore God, have nothing to do with God. If you, if you, if you allow those in your life, now you're standing very much for the things that you once would never have thought about. Blessed is a person who does not do that. Blessed from God's perspective is a person that doesn't do that. So I pray that this season will be a season where you reevaluate, where you reevaluate what God is doing, where you reevaluate where, where you are, where you reevaluate where this, is, this time period is a gift of God. Where you realize what are the influences of my life? Who have allowed to influence? For the short term, you may have a, your friends and things might be good. But for the long term of your marriage, for the long term of your spiritual walk, for the long term of your home, for the long term of your finances. So let's look very quickly at what it looks like in verse 2. Because here we see the, the, the contrast. But, blessed is the person, blessed is the person who does not walk, stand, sit, in influences that are anti-God, that don't care about God, that laugh at God. But verse 2 tells us, but blessed is the person who that for the long term, for the long term, takes God and his word seriously. The New American Standard Bible says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. The Living Bible translation puts it this way, but they delight in doing everything God wants them to do. And day and night, always meditating on God's laws and thinking about ways to follow him more closely. I love that. Thinking of ways to follow him more closely. The word delight takes pleasure, sees value, desires. There's a a taking of pleasure in what God says. Meditating to ponder, to murmur. Actually, in some translations, it can say to to talk to yourself. I I grew up in Spain. And in Spain, this this word uh, meditate reminds me of a cooking metaphor. In Spain, we would cook paella. 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 P-A-E-L-L-A, paella. It's a rice dish, sometimes with chicken, sometimes with seafood, sometimes with things, you don't even wanna know about it. Anyway, what happens is, you put the stuff in there and you just let it cook for a long time on a short, small heat. Why? Because over that long, the the meat has fallen off the bone. (sighs) The smells of the garlic and the pepper and the rice and the juices of the meats are falling on there and it's, it just takes its time. You walk, anybody who walks into that aroma is captivated by it. Why? Because it's simmering away. Not this microwave, I, I, I'm, let's, look at me. I'm not into microwave food, okay? But the simmering of that food creates a beautiful taste and delicious flavors. The question meditating is, is let God's word simmer in your mind and in your soul. Let it simmer. Take this this psalm, this psalm 1 and just read it. Reread it. Reread it. it. Let it simmer in your soul. My question to you right now is what's simmering in your mind? What's simmering in your soul? You know, depending on what news station or what social media news thing you're following will determine how you feel. Like sometimes I'm watching like breaking news, everything here, fear this, fear that, whoa, and I'm like, I don't know. But the word of God reminds me, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is, I want to delight in what God says. I want to delight in, in his day and night. This is not just a two-minute devotional. This is picking up. I mean, I I am not against reading the Bible in a year. If you read the Bible in a year, you're a better Christian than I am, okay? But it it's it's just I, I prefer me, David, okay? This is a David thing. To take a, a verse, a word, a psalm, a passage, and just let that let that simmer in my soul. Let me let me let it be in my mind. Let me let me talk about it with those who also love God and God is word and And in that process, the Bible says this person will be, he is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, Prosperous. you see the long-term consequence of someone who takes God and his word seriously who it doesn't mean you have to walk around with your Bible and beating it up people's heads it doesn't mean you have to be oh you read the Bible every day no this is allowing God's word to just let it simmer in your soul to meditate to delight in it Sometimes I'm more interested in figuring out whatever people's opinions are instead of what God says on the issue of marriage, what God says on the issue of parenting or finances or life or whatever. I'm more interested in people's thoughts and beliefs and opinion. Listen, guys, you do not care. I know you do not care what I believe. You want to know what God says. And for the long run in your life, like the piano illustration, doing the scales, doing the basics for the long term, would, would make us people where we can play the Beethoven, where we can play whatever music it is. You need to do your basics. The basics of delighting in what God, his word and what God says. Notice the ramifications are as an illustration of a tree. Like a tree planted by streams of water which yields fruit in season. Now there's three words, and now my accent I know is going to throw you off. But the word fruit, the word root, and the word leaves. I want to look at those three little visual uh, visual images that the psalmist tells us. The first one is the leaves. The leaves. If you look at a tree, by the way, you're always captivated. The first thing that sees is the leaves. The leaves are that that what makes the tree attractive. In the, in the spring, as it all blossomed, it's beautiful. In the summer, as it's in full blown it's so attractive. The trees will be noticed, and it says your, your, the leaf does not wither. Someone who takes delight in the Lord, meditates on his word daily, over the long term, will develop leaves that will be very attractive. A lifestyle that will be attractive to others. Not for your glory, but for God's glory. You know you know those people, you've been around them. You know those people who've been walking with the Lord for a long time and they have their problem. This is not perfection. But you look at them and you go, their life is so attractive. There's something about them. The image from Psalm 1 is their, their leaves are not withering. The second thing is we see their fruit, Their fruit, F-R-U-I-T, fruit. What I noticed, what I observed is uh, fruit, fruit is not for the tree. It has long-term consequences because then the seed and all that, but fruit is to be a blessing to something else, whether it be a person, whether whether it be an animal. The fruit is not for the tree. The fruit is to be a blessing. And for you and I as followers of Jesus Christ, if you want to have a long term, what happens in the long term when we take God and his word seriously, is like your life will be a blessing to someone else. I know right now, I know Tim, I know your pastor has mentioned this, the church has left the building. Actually, I mentioned that in one of the sermons at Bayside and someone bought me a shirt. The church has left the building. It's true. We are not able to be connected physically as the way we want to, but that doesn't mean we, we don't stop being the church. Look at the opportunities, the million of opportunities that we've had now with my neighbors that I didn't even know maybe beforehand. hey, uh, drive into my garage and i uh, and back. Uh, these, these are not, now, now, we're, now we're talking at a distance. Now I have the time. Now there's a need and there's, oh you lend milk or you go and serve uh, medical supplies or, or whatever it is that you're doing as a church but as individuals that maybe as a church all of us will not know but we're being the church in this time period. Oh, I pray that's something that we will never forget. I pray that that's something that sticks with us after this season. That we don't go back to just turning up on a weekend service and doing my thing and to be entertained and all good and then I got my coffee and then go about my own business again. No, for the long term, that we will be fruit bearers. Actually, you know in a trees, for example, Apple trees takes two to five years to bear fruit. Banana trees is two to three years to bear fruit. Pears take two, four to six years to bear fruit. Cherries, four to seven years to bear fruit. It takes time to bear fruit. But the problem is, we come and we think, oh, I read a verse, I bear fruit. No, 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 it takes time. And where does it come from? The roots. The roots, did you notice? Planted by streams of water. When there's a strong root system, that means that that tree is firmly Rooted in a place, but it's in unseen. It's in the invisible. It's away from the human eye or the public eye. That is where the strength. If, you, if a tree doesn't have a strong root system, a tree cannot produce fruit. Because the tree will never produce a fruit that it cannot handle in the physical realm of the, of the trees. And I put it in the spiritual realm. You and I, delighting in God, meditating in Him following him, honoring him, doing it God's way, not being in first, not being walking, not standing, not sitting with things that laugh at God, jokes that shouldn't be about. Now, when we are doing it in God, then we, we create a root system, and that root system takes time so then we can produce the fruit and then be the leaf, show the leaves, leaves, leaf, whatever word that is, so that we can be attractive to the world. That happens as an individual life, but it's also as a church, as a church. We're coming together so that what, we can be attractive to a world, to be a blessing to the world. It's the unseen, guys, it's in the root system, it's in your private life, it's what, what are you watching? What are you being influenced by? Where are you spending your time when no eye is watching you? What are your thoughts that you're entertaining when nobody can th- go in there? What are the influences that you're allowing Because in stormy times, in times when the world is telling you fear, worry, this, that, the other, financial this, virus that, that's when the true root system is going to be revealed. It's in the storm that the strength of the root system is tested. It may be in the storms of life that your walk with God will be tested See weekends as we praise the Lord. Oh, yes, we raise our hands. Oh, mm, the music. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah, Pastor Tim. Mm, Amen. Mm, mm. It's easy to be on a Sunday or a Saturday or wherever time you watch this service. But what about on a Tuesday or a Thursday? What happens when the kids are annoying you? The doctor makes a phone call. It's not good news. There's tension in the home. This is when the root system is revealed. But notice, someone who meditates and takes their stand in what God says, and meditates on Him, and does it God's way, in time, in the long run, their life will be attractive like the leaves. They will bear fruit that will be a blessing. They will have a strong root system that will be able to handle storms and tough times. And this is and this is seen. This is this is where it says, and whatever. He does prospers. Oh. I know. I know some of you said there, oh, are you but prosperity? No, I'm just telling you what the word of God says. You, you, we need to understand, I'm not going to define prosperity from my perspective. I'm going to define it from God's perspective, and it has nothing to do with economy or, or could be. It's got nothing to do with health, but it could be. It's got nothing to do with your ability, your gifts, your talents, or it could be. Why? Because from God's perspective, whatever you do prospers. Whatever you do is turned back and gives honor to God. Huh, what a life. I love that preaches. Because it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen. Listen, we are so accustomed to get everything right now you know what? I, I, I've heard twenty-two-year-olds say, "I want to be a consultant." Oh my goodness! Would you just do life? Would you just? Would you just take your time? I, I, I've seen, I've heard people who want who want to do everything. I want to travel the world. Yeah, but why don't why don't you work and set money aside and save? <laughs> it's you don't have to do everything right now. I don't even know why I gave those illustrations. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but you don't don't rush. Just be. Content with what God has you. Because that's the person who is blessed, listen, does not walk, does not stand, does not sit with people who influence him the wrong way, but delights. Uh, meditates, ponders, lets God and what he says simmer in his soul and then they will be like that tree that's beautiful and attractive, that produces fruit in season, that has a wrong root system that will be strengthened in times of trouble. Whatever he does prospers. Now notice the contrast, the person who's not blessed, the person who's not blessed, actually the term here is called the wicked. Someone who just ignores what God wants, ignores God's ways. They're like chaff. Notice the difference, the chaff and the tree. The tree is stable. The tree produces fruit. That person is is a blessing to others. The chaff, well, whatever comes, they're affected by it. They're blown away by the wind. See See the contrast? And then the two outcomes, well, both are gonna stand before God. Both are gonna stand before God. One for judgment and one that God says in verse six, God watches over those the way of the righteous. Hey, when we stand before God, whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, this is not Dave's idea, this is not Dave's opinion, this is not Dave's beliefs, the Bible tells us, again and again and again, we will stand before God. Two different outcomes. One, ignoring God, you didn't want him in life, you're not gonna get him after life. Or the blessed person, who takes God at his word, who meditates, who delights in God, Listen, we mess up, we mess up. This is not perfection, guys. I'm constantly um, aware of my faults and I'm I'm constantly aware of my problems. But I tell you what, guys, I'm telling you, seek God, delight in Him, and in the long run, in the long run, the maturity will be revealed. So just three quick things to go, to leave today. How can you be that blessed person? First, delight in God's word. Second, Meditate on it. Let that ponder. Not the, is there anything wrong with the ESPN sports? Or is there anything wrong to talk about the last dance by Michael Jordan That the document on ESPN, which was great? Is there any wrong? No, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. But meditate on what God says. Spend more time on that. So delight in God, meditate in God's word, and live your life God's way. Whether it be in a group, in a setting, I need you, you need me, we need each other in a group setting. Let me finish with this illustration that happened at at our campus. Um, One of our pastors, Pastor Allen, one of our care pastors, uh, he's he's one of our older pastors, and he was out cycling. And um, on his bike, he had put the logo of the church of Bayside. We have a little logo, and he stuck it, like a sticker to the bike. Like, I don't know why he did that. I don't want a sticker of the logo because then I have to be careful how I drive. (laughs) Anyway, that's confession time, confession time. Anyway, um, so Alan's out cycling and he was telling me that he was coming, he had cycled many, many miles and a truck came up beside him. Now, I know vehicles and bikes sometimes don't get along, okay? We all know that. And this truck was trying to uh, make him stop and pull over. Now, Alan said, you know, like, that's, that's I ignore that. You, you don't know. Am I in their way? Am I, you know, are they annoyed with me? Most times those things don't end right. And he's thinking the worst. So anyway, this truck continued and he was on his bike and he turned around and he said, you know, he finally, he says, David, finally I stopped. And the guy cut off, came out of his truck and came towards me and he said, hey, sir, do you go to Bayside? He said, yeah, I go to Bayside. I saw the sticker. Do you go to Bayside? He said, yeah, I go to Bayside. He said, hey, do you mind praying for me right now? Alan said he nearly fell off his bike. Why? Because this guy saw, saw a symbol that represented many years of faithful service in this community. And in doing so, he recognized that that's the place they'll pray for me. And he nearly stopped a guy. Well, he did stop a guy on a bike to have him pray for him. Wow when they see illuminate church in our shirts are they happy are they glad maybe as a church we're thinking oh no you know we'd love to have more influence listen guys give yourself a break be faithful you you have got a great pastoral team you've got a great pastor you got a great pastor family, who they're not perfect, his sense of humor we can work on. I mean I've been trying for years to work with him, but but they love God. They're they're the learning, that we want to learn how to delight in God, to meditate in his word. And over time, Illuminate Church, I pray, I pray that as individually we're all growing that root system, as individually as family units, and these family units then come together in small groups, and then these small groups come together as a larger church community, that Illuminate Church will be a a beautiful tree, standing tall, planted by streams of water, that bears fruit in season, whose leaf does not weather, and everything you do Prosper, but it's not in the short term, it's for the long term. But the things we do today will affect tomorrow. So, church, my prayer for you is that we will be, David included, we will be like Psalm 1: Blessed is the person, what? Who delights in the Lord, who meditates on his word, and obeys does God's way. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow, because he lives, fears gone because I know who holds the future. So my life is worth the living because he lives. Let's pray together. I don't know where you are, but maybe just close your eyes in this moment and just think a few moments. Holy Spirit, right now, what is it that you want us to learn from this passage? What is it that you want us to learn from your word today, Lord? Lord, I pray that your people will delight in you. We'll meditate in your word. We will live it out each day. In this season, Lord, give us an opportunity to tell someone about Jesus. Give us an opportunity to show the love of Jesus. Lord, well, there might be people here who have not first trusted God. There may may be, have been influenced by walking with, standing, sitting, those influences that are not from you. So today, Come home, just ask the Lord to forgive you. He's not standing there with a stick ready to beat you. His arms are wide open. If that is you, just say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Come, be part of my life. I, I Forgive me for following other influences. I repent of that, I turn away from that and I want you to be my God. And I wanna be like that tree, as Psalm 1 says. You may be a person who's never trusted Christ. And today you're gonna to say, you know, Lord, forgive me. Because I, for the long run, I wanna be that blessed person, as God says. The Bible says that you have to recognize your spiritual need, your spiritual problem. It's called sin. It's separated from you, from God. This is not what Dave says, this is what the Bible, this is what God says. And it's not about behavior modifications, not by new, better morals or different worldview. It's about a spiritual issue that God, Jesus himself, came to pay for you and I. And if you just say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I need you. Lord, be the Lord of my life. In your words, in your way. And I know we would love to connect with you. So please go to the church website, uh, slash connect, or so Illuminate Connect. And the, the screens will come up now. The messages will come up now. All those things. We want to connect. We want to get to know you. We want to help you grow as we as a church, individuals do this, and marriages do this, and families do this, and the church coming together do this, we can be a blessing to so many for the glory of God. So Lord, I just pray for the church. I pray for Illuminate. I thank you for them. Bless their leaders, their pastor, Pastor Tim, the elders, the the extended team. Lord, I pray you give them wisdom at this season. So Lord, Lord, today, as we grow your roots, We can bear fruit, show leaves and be the people you've called us to be to prosper in your ways for the long run. We love you and we thank you and in Jesus name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for allowing me to be with you today.